Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece you're going to hear today, The Grey Knight. How you doing? You can call me Daddy. You can call me Jack. Just as long as you keep on coming back. I think I say something like that at the beginning sometimes. I, um, I don't really... <laughs> ironically, compared to what I'm about to talk about, I don't really sit down and, and plan that part out. I used to be obsessive about every single part of it. And then one day, it just I just let go. Like this little, this little fairy circled over my head and sprinkled dust on me. And can you even say that anymore? Uh, <laughs> sprinkled dust on me, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make time to record, and then I'm gonna sit down and press the record button, and then I'm gonna start." Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's that's a long rambling introduction. Let's keep it going. Why not? Hope you're well. Hope everything is going good for you. We're uh, two months into the goddamn year by the time you hear this one, and I've I've only recently discovered that depression. I've always assumed it was more of an end of year thing, at least in in the U.S. in the Western world, really. I've always heard that depression was, I always assumed, and I mean, I, I think I did hear it a number of times, too, in, in, in common parlance, that depression was steepest at the end of the year. But I got to tell you, when I was a phone monkey and I had to do customer service via phone, I knew that January was a terrible month for depression, or at least emotions that seemed a lot like depression. And recently, I came across the fact that the middle of January, the Ides of January, because I'm going to keep using that fucking word, uh, that's when depression's at its worst, at least according to a couple of surveys. There's another little bump at the end of February, though, which is where we're at now, so I can't really check in with you. I can't... I don't want to be that parasocial parasite. Uh, I, do, I don't want to be your guru, ever. But if you're one of those people, or, or you know somebody, you care for somebody who is, you know, probably a little bit down right now, that's your assumption, I just want to say that that's a lot more natural and you're in a lot more company than you think. Never what I would have guessed, but there it is. I'm not going to uh, to go into it much further than that, just to say, you're okay, you're doing better than you think, one day at a time, all that other nonsense that I think we all actually believe to some degree or not, even if we're very, very depressed at the time. And uh, I, I, my heart goes out to you as somebody who struggles with, with mental health and, and mental illness and has been very, very frank about that, at least in the past. How am I doing? I'm doing okay. That's kind of a that's kind of an easy way to to sum it all up, uh, because I I have been lonely and isolated since I hurt myself uh, com coming together on that, and it's it's just not been easy. Uh, I, I admit, but I'm trying to use everything productively. And let me tell you, I think that's going pretty well so far. We're eight out of eight so far in the new year. Um, 
for the most part, patrons are happy. People who are who are ordering commissions from me are happy. The whole the whole thing is is rolling along, and I feel pretty good about it. And I well, there's there's no real easy way to say this. It's not a bad thing. Don't worry. But I got a giant enema of kind of self-esteem and a reality check that I wasn't expecting and I wasn't looking for. So real quick, I had this idea for a book. I fell in love. I've been talking about it too much for too long because I'm writing too glacially. Apologies. Um, but I, I fell in love with an idea called Murderbird uh, is the title. And... It's a cops and robbers story. It's nothing revolutionary. It's just a fun little story that's very, very me, uh, trying to get my anger and frustration in the world out in a healthy and productive way. And I, I, you know, in bad mental health, it's hard to write. When things are difficult or your routine changes, it's hard to write, at least for me. So I went down this rabbit hole of reading uh, things to help you write. And uh, yeah, I read a number of articles, one of which I just have to say was so funny. It was a Guardian article, and it was just about how this guy paid this woman to listen to him. And I don't know what her official title is. I don't think she's a therapist or a doctor of any sort. Uh, she calls herself a book doctor because she helps people get through their <laughs> their blank page syndrome, the writer's block. And I... I immediately kind of looked at that one going, well, is, maybe that's a different in the UK because a book doctor here does something different. And so that was, that was the first kind of eyebrow raise, but it was this guy's advice that he got that he thought was very good. And basically his advice was, besides, uh, it was all very good, I think, besides you have to do it every day. You must do it every day. I'm sure that helps. I'm sure you're a lot faster. I'm sure the, the Stephen Kings of the world uh, agree with you. But besides that one, was all pretty generic and pretty good advice. And just going down this, this list, going through this, uh, just trying to get back in the habit of, of writing Murderbird uh, and, and really dedicating myself to, a, to an actual deadline that I could get a workable first draft in, because I, I wrote the shit out of it, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta change so much about it. And that's where I dropped off. Oof, the worst. Uh, but just just going through these articles piece by piece, and, you know, some of them gripping me and me throwing them away, and, and, and I don't know how many I went through exactly. I'd say around 25, around two dozen. That sounds about right. Uh, the last one I read was actually this giant, again, enema of confidence, because it wasn't like it went in down the mouth, because that tastes good, and then you get to absorb it in your tummy. This was more of a, I fought it, and I didn't want it, even as it, as it was going into me, and I'm like, ooh, that's not natural. That's not, that's not how, by the way, how sexy am I being right now? That's not how I want it. That's not, that's not, that doesn't feel right or good. Why are you doing this to me, me? Uh, but but eventually I'm like, okay, actually that's that's kind of nice. That's actually pretty great. And uh, by the time I had fully processed it, I was like, ah, well there we go. And the basically the premise of the article was, you must make yourself some kind of superhuman 
not must, but these are the things you must do to make yourself a, a superhuman writing machine. And if you work super, 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 super hard, and you're ultra diligent, and you train like an Olympic athlete, you too can write 500,000 words a year. And I, I, I got to that point, and I was just like, holy shit. I do that. <laughs> no, and I was like, no, 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 that's not that hard. Come on, 10,000 a week, that's nothing. And then I really thought about it, and I was like, well, actually, I guess a lot of people would be super impressed. And if I just channeled it, right, if I just put it into something that's a little bit more meaningful uh, in, in mediums that are not porn podcasty, uh, then, then, and, and I mean, like a lot of it is is not stuff for everybody. It's commissions, and most commissions I get. Don't be shy if you only want an eight minute order. I, I love eight minuteers, but most people that hit me up, they want a bit of a narrative. They want a good half hour or so, and that's you know, everyone I do is something that nobody else gets to hear, and I I enjoy it very very much. It's very it's very liberating for me in that way because I get to tailor, I get to be very specific, get to talk about the woman's body and everything, you know, whatever she wants, because it's hers, right? I'm doing it for her, and I really quite enjoy it. So when I had to reframe it like that, it just felt very freeing. Wait, you mean I already do that, and I write on top, and I like writing on top, and I enjoy it, even if, like, talking about it drives people insane? Because, you know, like, they, they want it. And then they <laughs> realize I'm probably not much of a novelist. And that, that second part is, is as true as anything else that I'm going to say in this introduction, is maybe that's not the format for me. Or maybe I'm not that good of a writer uh, in that capacity. But all of that has gotten, I shouldn't say all of that, but I will say the anxiety-inducing portions of it, or the parts that would make me freeze up, my entire new philosophy of, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what you think. It's really working for me in that regard. Like, it's really working for me. I don't know if that says a single solitary good thing about me. <laughs> Just being honest with you. I don't know if that says anything good about me, if it confirms the personal uh, personality disorder diagnosis that everyone who listens to this probably has in their own head. I don't know. I'm not sure if there's anything good about it except for the way it feels because it's like well you know what i am just writing this for me at the end of the day honestly and if somebody else likes it that's great but also just about every book i pick up i fucking hate all my life i love the ones i love but most of them i pick up and i'm like this is what what kind of oh dan brown no wonder <laughs> There's a little bit of jealousy in that one, I'll fully admit. But I, 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 I've often made the joke, like, just give me 1% of an egomaniac behind a keyboard, 
that just that just has that that Keith Richards I'll do what I want there it is and it's fucking great suck my dick over it right I've made that joke a lot over the course of my life turns out I don't think that's what I needed what I needed was to stop caring that people weren't going to like it of course people aren't going to like it uh, just a couple of other notes that I want to put in here about my, my journey falling down and hitting every branch of the here's how to write uh, little tree. Maybe I should call it a hole that I went down. Hitting all the roots, falling down the, the rabbit hole of all the... See? See? I do that all the time when I'm writing. I hate it. Uh, hitting all the roots down the rabbit hole is... Something that I legitimately thought was hilarious is a guy met somebody else at a party and like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm writing a novel. And then the other guy responded, yeah, I'm not either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that one really landed for me. That's the good stuff. Um, Another one that I thought was hilarious is have you ever heard of a little movie? It's a little niche movie. Not not a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, you have to be a huge film buff. You ever heard of a little little movie called The Godfather? Well, apparently the guy who wrote The Godfather uh, as a novel first also wrote the screenplay, adapted the screenplay himself. Good for him. Doesn't usually happen that way anymore. Uh, doesn't usually happen at, at any point in Hollywood, I can tell you. As a big fan of, of movies from the 40s and 50s, uh, you'll, you'll often see that a, a screenplay is based on a book, but they don't, they don't get anything more than a credit. It's a different screenwriter gets brought in. Uh, so he wrote The Godfather, and then he wrote the screenplay for The Godfather. And then after he did this, again, this is something I've always envied about other writers. It's like, wow, you guys are really... You guys, you got something else going on, don't you? Uh, you got, you got a different, you got a different attic. It's, it's, de- it's decorated differently. It's got different fixtures. Uh, after he wrote The Godfather, big, big, good bestseller, and wrote the screenplay for The Godfather, one of the most formative screenplays of all time. Uh, he's all like, I guess I should learn how to do screenwriting. So he picked up a book, and the book said. The first thing you need to do is study The Godfather. And I just thought that must have been so fucking validating for him. Like, that must have been... That may have been nicer than any of the awards, you know? Um, so that's it. Uh, I do have my deadline. I have to finish Murderbird. I have to have it all nice and stitched together and dressed up uh, by August of this year because... Um, that'll, that'll be the two-year anniversary of when I actually sat down and outlined it. I talked about how it was just a little nugget in the back of my mind for a long while there. Um, um, and, and it was. It wasn't really a, a real story. But it just sort of came together. Little idea, fun idea by little idea by fun idea. And then definitely watching all the, the noir shit during the height of COVID. Um, just kind of cemented like, God, these are fun stories. Like, yeah, a lot of it doesn't hold up today, but these are fun stories. Um, you know, intrigue and death and bags of money and desperate people. That's fun. I like that stuff. I re- do, do you know there's a really popular movie that Daddy just hates? I know. Shocked. I hope, to, I hope you're sitting down for that one. If not, 
I'll just give you a second to come back to. Uh, but but people really celebrate, and they think it's one of the best movies of all time. I fucking hate Seven. I hate Seven. I hate a lot of, why does the killer do what they do? Why does anybody do anything? <laughs> there's just, there's a kind of story is all like, here, we're going to explore the afterlife. It's like, why? Life is already fucking complicated enough. You think I want to see your version of death? Come on. There's just some kinds of narratives that I'm just not super into. Why? What would what would drive someone to do this? R- read Red Dragon by Tom Harris. That's that's all you need for the why of a serial killer. Guess what? Nothing great. Nothing great. <laughs> is that is that the fun of the story? Because I want to get back to the guy who thinks he's a fucking dragon. You know, I think that's the interesting part. Uh, so there you go. Um, you, I, I, success or fail, I'm going to try my goddamn hardest actually have this thing stitched up, like, worthy of sending out to agents and shit August of this year. So only, only uh, you know, half a year remaining on that one, and I'm going to town on it because Daddy writes 10,000 words every single fucking week of his life, pretty much. And so he's just trying to tell himself... Hey, when you sit down and you you add a couple of thousand to that one, you gotta make it about that stupid novel. You gotta do it just for you, because you'll feel so good at the end of it. Okay, so pretty clearly none of those ten thousand words uh, were were or none of those words were <laughs> were written. They don't they don't count towards the pile. But maybe just maybe this next part does. Maybe. You're about to hear a story that's a little bit less rambly, a little bit more meaningful, and it goes a little something. Are you ready for it? Like this. Take it off. I said, take it off. Oh, don't play a little game with me. Uh, uh, uh. No, 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 no. You have been giving me the eye all night long. (laughs) Oh, yes, you fucking have. What eye? (laughs) The eye that says... I am a naughty fucking girl. Mm-mm. I'm a naughty fucking girl, and I want that dick. Now, haven't you? Now, haven't you? Uh-uh. Take off all your fucking clothes. Take off that form-fitting dress. Mm-mm. Uh Uh-uh. Start with your fucking shoes. Bend over. Bend over. Come on now. Don't you fucking give me that expression. Uh Uh-uh. Don't sigh. Don't roll your eyes. Give me everything. Mm Mm-mm. Everything that I'm asking for. And nothing else. Come on. Shoes off, let's go.
There we are. Mm-mm-mm. Why you gotta tease me so bad, huh? Why you gotta tease me so bad? That's right. Shake that ass for me. Mm-hmm. Very good. Oh, very good indeed. Mm-hmm. Come on. All the way. Take those little straps off your shoulders. Oh, why are you so difficult? Huh? Why are you so fucking difficult? I don't understand. I know you want this. You've been making that fucking face all night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it a hundred times before. I want to see it another thousand. I love your fucking body. <laughs> and every time you take off your clothes, it becomes something else. It's true. Oh, it's fun to look at you clothed, but watching you strip... Mm. It transforms you. <laughs> really? You getting all natural makes you look better. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> I can see your nipples are already hardening. Come on. Stop playing it down. Oh, you love it when I watch you. You love it when I pay attention to you. I watch you like a fucking normal dude watches a cam girl. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all excited. All excited for my present. <laughs> well, your pussy, of course. Your pussy is my present, isn't it? It's a gift every time. Mm. Playing hard to get, rolling your eyes, even while you're smiling. Fucking ridiculous. Come on, lady. Oh, yes. I just want to see it. I just want to see you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why God put it at the bottom instead of the front. So that you'd have to open it up. So that you couldn't see it just by walking by. Mm -hmm. Because it's special, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, your pussy is. Uh-huh. I'm talking to her now. You're special, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Don't let the big bad woman with her temperament get in the way of our fun. What do you say, girl? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, well, you like me, Cheesy. You like me any way you can fucking get me, actually. Come on. Uh-huh. Come here. Sit on my lap. Mm-hmm. Sit right down. There we go. What a good girl. Oh, what a very good girl. Finally, where has she been all night? Hiding away, huh? <laughs> Let me get my arms around the small of your back and pull you into me. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I love the feeling of your skin. Ah, oh, it's so fucking nice just to stroke you. Mm, run my hands all over you. Oh, yes, good goddamn. Mm, 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 hmm. Getting them right there on your hips. Come on, turn away. Turn away from me, come on. No, don't get up, just turn away from me. Spread those legs open. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
let me run my hands all over you. Up and down your thighs. Over your stomach. Up to these beautiful fucking breasts. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I have to pay them extra attention. They're extra special. Mm, 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 mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, baby. <laughs> I want more and more and more. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Making me wrap an arm around you and then grab this fucking throat. You love that, don't you? Love a hand on your fucking throat. Just a little squeeze. Not choking you. Just showing you that I fucking could. Mm -mm. You're not going anywhere. Uh-uh. You're not going fucking anywhere. You're right where you need to be. See? Mm-hmm. Come on. Pull me out. Come on. Pull me out. Pull my fucking dick out. Come on. What are you doing? Reach on down. There we go. I can't wait any longer. I need you. Baby, baby, baby. What is this? Oh, just rubbing your fucking pussy against me, huh? Mmm. It's a lethal weapon, you know. You do know? My goodness. Mm, my baby's so fucking smart. <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty much anything you say I'm gonna go along with as long as it's not no. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you, baby. Baby, stop playing. Oh. make me do this, huh? You're really gonna make me lean forward just a little bit and position you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, if you didn't want to fucking dangle off the ground, you should have jumped on this goddamn dick right. Mm -hmm. I love going inside you. Oh, fuck. Oh, I've been thinking about you all night long. I know you've been thinking about it, too. Oh, all throughout dinner, all the car ride home, I was thinking about this pussy. How much I need it, how much I need you. You give me everything that I want. Uh-huh. You feel so good every single time. Oh, baby. Baby. Mm, baby, 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 baby. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, pump those hips, come on. Mm-hmm, just a little bit. Daddy, I'll do the work from underneath you. Just 
Oh, wants you to stroke him a little bit. Come on, baby. That's right. Show me what they're for. Show me what those fucking hips are for. That's right. Oh, what a good girl you are. Oh, what a good girl you are. Oh, fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. 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 Fuck. Ah, you feel so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, you fucking do. Mm. Your hair is tickling my nose the way that you bounce for me. Mm-hmm. Your whole body's shaking with every little thrust I make. Oh. 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 Yes, baby. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. Mm, yes, baby. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, good girl. Sorry. Yes, I was grabbing you a little too hard there. Oh. oh, at least I didn't drop you. Oh, come here. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I just... Mm-mm. I needed... I needed you off my lap just for a second to breathe. Oh, fuck. Mm. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, what a lucky boy I am, huh? <sighs> hey, are you, are you okay? Baby, are you are you crying? Oh, hon, what the, what's wrong? What's going on? Well, don't don't just say nothing. What's going on, baby? Baby, you promise? You promise you're okay. Oh, why are you crying? I don't mean to laugh. I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm very confused. Oh, oh, hon. 
course it's okay. No, I was just worried, that's all. Okay, okay, I won't be worried, there's nothing wrong, but just... <laughs> I don't understand your emotions. I don't understand the framework of what's going on in your head sometimes. I just don't. Oh, but if it's a good cry, then it's a good cry. <sighs> I think it's lucky, you know, that you can experience all these emotions, that you can happy cry. Oh, I think that's nice. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice. I did have an amazing time with you tonight. I just couldn't... Couldn't wait to be inside you. Sometimes you drive me wild. You know I like the whole package, though, right? I really do enjoy you. I like to think you really enjoy me, too. <laughs> Why is that making you cry harder? Oh, hon. Oh, I will hold you, and I will kiss the back of your head, and I will be with you as long as you need, okay? Here, hold my hand. There we go. Get a good grip on it. There we are. Because I will, and I mean it. I will hold you, and I will be with you for as long as you need, okay? I got... Everything I needed from you tonight. You were funny. You're smart. I just love making love to you. I do. Oh, hon. <laughs> I have no idea what gets those waterworks going. This is so weird to me. <laughs> oh. What, how are you going to elbow me for laughing now that everything's okay? Now that I know that it is. What What the hell? Oh, strange, 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 strange lady. Mm -mm, we'll, we'll just, we'll never understand each other. Well, wait. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I guess we don't have to. Uh. No, I meant that I'll hold you until you stop crying. Eventually you'll run out of saline anyway. <laughs> How can you laugh and cry at the same time? Oh, you're such a bizarre creature to me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. I don't care. If you're doing it, it can't be that wrong. I'm just... <sighs> I'll do anything for you. I may not like it, and I may complain about it the whole fucking way, but I'll do anything for you. And that means putting up with not understanding you, and holding you very close, and letting you cry. <laughs>